Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. All righty. Welcome, welcome, Leah. I'm going to read to you. Isn't this fun? It's like... um. It's like being back in elementary school. Like I get to read to you and then we talk about it. <laughs> hey, I don't have to read. This is great. I know, right? <laughs> it's like, I gotta get really good at reading. <laughs> good end of this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here are my thoughts today. Today we're gonna talk about why self-confidence after abortion matters. So self-confidence, as defined by the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, is confidence in oneself and in one's powers and abilities. Of course, we could look up a million different definitions, but we'll go with Merriam today. Brooke Castillo, who Leah and I both know, adds, it's your ability to trust yourself, knowing that you can experience any emotion." She goes deeper to explain that it's knowing you will do what you have said you will do. You will follow through on your plan. You will take care of yourself. So what does this mean after abortion? When we make the decision to end the pregnancy, we have to have confidence. Mostly we have to have confidence in our providers, but also in our reason for aborting. Whether we like it or not, whether we like our reason that is or not, perhaps it's a medical reason or a lifestyle reason, we have to have confidence that it's the right decision at the time. This gives us the courage to say yes to the procedure and the confidence is the main player in our action taking. After abortion, our need for self-confidence is much higher. That's when we have to go back to our lives and function like human beings again, facing the landscape of thoughts and feelings in our body, hormonal fluctuations, and the reality of the social political climate around abortion. It's far too easy for us to slip into feelings of regret or shame or experiences of depression or anxiety. Self-confidence gives us access to get the help we need either directly from our inner strength or from our capability to reach out and access external support. Self-confidence keeps reminding us of what we knew to be true when we said yes to abortion. It connects us back with the life we made our choice for. Maintaining connection to this vision of what we planned for takes an unwavering ability to take ourselves, uh, to take care of ourselves and the courage to follow through on our plans, even when our external circumstances, like hormones and other people's opinions, appear to get in the way. Self-confidence allows us to feel all the feelings and remember that they can't Hurt us. Feelings are just vibrations in the body, and self-confidence reminds us that the feelings alone cause no harm. 
It's the actions or reactions we take while feeling our feelings that can cause us harm. It's not our fault that we don't know how to be self-confident. <laughs> There's a good chance that no one ever taught us. Our brains are so cluttered by judging ourselves and looking for what's wrong that we, have, we don't have room to think good thoughts about ourselves or look for what's right. I know you know this in your field. <laughs> Back to the reading. So lack of self-confidence after abortion might look like believing you or your body somehow failed, believing you're alone or different than other women after abortion, telling yourself you, were, you will never heal or that you're now broken, feeling rejected by those people around you, believing that other people's opinions influence you, feeling like a victim, believing fear is in your way. Learning to reprogram your brain to think self-confident thoughts takes time and practice. Most of us spend a lifetime believing things that, about ourselves that aren't true, and the brain patterns are deep. We think self-sabotaging thoughts as easily as we breathe, and we look for evidence that they are true. Anti-abortion media and social programming is often a trigger, but we can stop the sabotage. We can choose self-confidence and think about abortion in a whole new light. We can think thoughts like, what others think about me is really about them. What I make it mean is how I live into my future. I am capable of making powerful decisions. I have my own back. What I'm feeling is just a feeling. And my personal favorite, I actually wrote this on my daughter's bedroom wall, <laughs> is I can do hard things. So retraining your brain takes practice and support, but it's worth it because women who are confident in their decisions and in themselves tune into the life they had their abortion for. They discover and go after their dreams. They aren't afraid of failure. They model strength and confidence for their loved ones, and they inspire others to do the same. If you've had an abortion and find yourself thinking about it in less than confident ways, I encourage you to imagine confidence on a scale of one to 10. 10 being totally confident in yourself and your choices. Notice where you are on the scale. Where do you want to be? What are you willing to do to get there? The end. <laughs> That was so fantastic. Uh, so tell me, let's talk about self-confidence mm -hmm. because let me tell the listeners that you are a fellow and we did say that at the beginning of the recording. Um, but I, you know, I use the abbreviation LCS and I was like, what are people don't know what that means. <laughs> so Leah and I both certified as life coaches with the life coach school. So I know that you have thoughts about self-confidence. Let's talk about them. <laughs> Especially as women. And it's, it's kind of one of those amazing things because women are so strong. We do so much and we can do so much. But for some reason, most women that I know lack self-confidence, yeah. which is kind of amazing because women 
are so strong and can do so much. And just look at the lives we lead. We're doing this and taking care of that. And we're multitaskers and we do all of this all of the time. Mm -hmm. Yet we don't realize our own power, our own self-worth, our own everything. And I don't know where it actually comes from. I don't know if it's now a social media thing or, you know, just a norm. Yeah. But think about like you and I, like Mm -hmm. we're similar ages, right? Right. There was no social media when we were teenagers. We have plenty of lack of self-confidence. I know. So where did it come from? Was it it magazines? Was it television? Or is it just something that's passed down to all of us? Yeah. I mean, I think it's all of those things. And Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to look at that piece about passed down to us. Mm -hmm. Because I know that after my abortion, I remember lying in bed and just crying and Mm -hmm. thinking, why am I so sad? Like, I'm not even sad, but I can't stop crying. There's so much grief. Mm -hmm. I remember asking, like being self-aware enough to say like, whose is this? And the answer was very clearly, it's not mine. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, I was sad. It was a really hard experience for me, Mm -hmm. but like the weight of generations of like just sadness and grief and like disempowerment was part of my experience. And so like we've had generations and generations of media, if not Mm -hmm. social media, right? Like now it's social media, (laughs) but before it was media and before that it was something else. And so like self-confidence goes way back. Like mm-hmm. back even beyond our lifetimes mm-hmm. and we Absolutely. feel it like so I like I don't know part of me is like it doesn't really matter where it came from mm-hmm. <laughs> we just gotta do something right about- right it's what can we do now moving forward and right it's also curious to just be like where did this come from because it can like I know that question was just a big relief to me like it cleared up some of the confusion like I felt so confused about why I was sad Mm-hmm. And then when I got the answer, like, this isn't all yours. Like, this is, this is generations deep. This is like the weight of women in the world. Right. And I was like, oh, that helps clear up some confusion. Right. <laughs> and see how interesting that is. Oh, see right where you went again. It's like, this is the weight of the world. This is all the women. Like women, we take everything on. Right. Like everything is, we need to take care of it. We're responsible for it. We're, and we just have this giant weight through anything that we do is going to affect somebody else or another thing or another woman or another something. Everything that we do is just so powerful, right? Which is so interesting. We have all of this power that we can affect all of this stuff, yet we don't have any self-confidence in it, which is just like, isn't that amazing? You've got to see it so much with your clients. Like they're, so Leah works with women in like busy moms in Mm -hmm. weight loss and like, and, and I have not done this research or really worked with the population of women, but I know that weight gain is a problem after abortion. Oh, like, right. I know it is. Like, right. you're literally carrying the weight. Right, right. So and there's so many different reasons. Yeah. I'll write this because weight gain is not about food. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, we, you but know, there's so much delicious food out there. <laughs> right? Yeah. But, there's a whole reason behind it. It's like, 
why are we turning to the food? Because our brains are just so overwhelmed with everything else. Let me just eat and just like, let me just shut it off for a little while. So women, as they're going through stressful times, shameful times, hard times, busy times, whatever it is, whatever the circumstances, whatever is underlining anything, food is there. Yeah. So we turn to it because for that split moment, it gives us something to do. We feel better. Our brain shuts off for a second with everything that's, you know, filling and, and circling in there. But then what happens though, we have this cycle. And it happens to women that are overweight, women that are experiencing things. We eat, we feel good for a second, but now we have something else to feel bad about. Now we've done this to our bodies and what is wrong with me? And we're, we future, you know, we we go into the, I am broken. I am weak. I am this. And it further brings them down the cycle and just hits the self-confidence down further. And it's just like this cycle that goes and goes and goes. So it's so much more beyond working out and food. Honestly, like I'm a personal trainer and a nutrition coach. It's like, that's like such a little piece of it. It's what's going on with your life. How do you feel? What's going on with your thoughts? What's going on with your brain? What's going on around you? All of that is so much more to do with it. So much more. Yeah. So in this case, you know, here's this woman who has just gone through and everything that you touched on, she has all of these hormonal issues going on with her body. She has all of these thoughts, all of this stuff that she's just, it's being pressed on her. Yeah. I actually just, I just messaged with a woman who had an abortion at six weeks. That's so early. Mm -hmm. You barely know you're pregnant at six. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that's like when you first find out. (laughs) And she said like, even at six weeks, I had weight gain and I haven't lost it since. And I, I think it was like a year or two. Yeah that she was messaging me later. And it's like, yeah, there was a hormonal component to that. And like, I think we don't, we just don't even know all the layers, right? Like there's this hormonal fluctuation and then we're having such an emotional experience with it that we almost like lock ourselves right into the hormonal imbalance, right? right? It's like, we, we make this mind body connection Mm -hmm. between the grief and the hormones. And then every time we think about the grief, like we trigger that hormone system to get wacky again. Like it's so complicated. It's so, and like, I come from a history of, um, or some studying of Chinese medicine and the five elements. Mm -hmm. And like, I know grief is connected to the large intestine. So it's like, and anxiety is connected to the stomach. So like, it's literally like the feelings we're feeling in our in our abortion experiences are literally affecting our bodies. Absolutely. It's and if we don't process those, and this is where it goes to this self-confidence of like, I'm willing to feel the feelings. Right. So that I can release that in my body. And something that you touched upon when you read that was really important and stuck out to me is you were talking about having the self-confidence to seek support, to seek help. And that's huge, huge, huge. Yeah. Because a lot of women I know that I work with, it's that we don't want to reach out for help. Yeah. We don't want to ask for help. And with women that you work with as well, not only are they women and they don't want to reach out for help and all of that, they have this whole, you know, fear of this stigma on them. Yeah. And, the whole and the guilt and the like, political and it's like 
they can't speak about it or, you know, and that brings on just like this whole other layer of where do I reach out for help? How do I reach out for help? Where do I turn without, you know, people coming at me? So it's this another, and that to me was, it felt really powerful because I thought, you know, it's so hard for women to seek help anyway. Never mind all of this other added extra, just stuff on top of them. Yeah. What are people going to say to them? What, you know, are, are people going to be helpful? Are they going to be more hurtful? Is it going to be worse to reach out? You know, and that just, again, it's crazy. Need- and mental health in our culture is so down the tubes. Like I, the, the saddest story to me, like, how do you even identify? But like one of the saddest stories to me is when I hear women say, I reached out for help and it made it worse. Yes. Right. I'm like, Oh, right? <laughs> I know. don't know how to do mental health very well. And so the chances of reaching out for help and getting hand, you know, quote, right. bad help, right. actually pretty good. This is like a pretty good chance you're not going to get good help. And that is so sad. And then it just, like you were saying earlier about the cycles and like perpetuating the cycles, then those cycles get worse and worse and worse. Like, better off just suffering on my own, on my own right, yeah. that pain yeah. than like having somebody make it worse for me. And then and I think it what, takes so much confidence, self-confidence right. to ask for help. And reaching out, I think I see this a lot with, you know, people that I work with on weight loss, you know, they'll reach out to a trainer or a program or something. And these people have, you know, background of, I went to this and I studied this and I studied that, but they've never really been in the shoes of the person. And what I find is other trainers will say, well, I gave them, you know, this program, why can't they just follow it? Or they're, they just don't want it bad enough, or they don't this, or they don't that because they don't truly understand what it feels like to be in the shoes of the person. Yeah. And I find that when somebody can connect on a level where I've, been in your shoes and not everybody's the same, obviously, but here we go. Let's, I understand where you're coming from. Let me help you with this or let me help you with that. Rather than just throw all this kind of like jargon at them, do this, do that, you know, that I found very comforting now with the day and age that we're in. This is like the one thing of social media that I like that you can go out and you can actually find people that I've been in a similar situation. I understand. Let me help you. Let me. And I feel like that's such a comforting thing when people reach out and say, I know that you're hurting. Let me help you. I want to help you. I want to be there for you. Mm-hmm. And this is all walks of life, no matter what it is. It's so amazing when people can just put everything aside and just reach out a hand and say, I'm here to help you. Yeah. Let me help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the biggest problems I see after abortion in terms of community and support is that I remember I, so I studied women's health and I had a history of like in pregnancy and birth and postpartum and like my good friends were midwives and OBs. I had an abortion and everyone was like, we love you, but there's nowhere to turn. Like, I was like, what do you mean? Where are all the support groups? Where are all the people? Like, where, (laughs) who's going to help me? (laughs) 
And they were like, yeah, it doesn't really exist. I'm like, what? <laughs> this is so messed up. Yeah. And I think like, I wonder if with weight loss, mm -hmm. it's tricky because there's so much out there about weight loss. Yeah. But if you're missing that element of like, what's the problem under the problem, right. you're, you're going after the weight loss without like tackling the initial issue. Right. So mm -hmm. yeah, it, social media is, I'm like the queen of social media. I love social media. <laughs> you know, it's reverse. I'm like, no, I don't want to see it. I don't want it. I don't. Yeah. So I do love it, but I also can see it's so far. Like, I think that's where mine comes from is because I look at it out there and I see all of these pictures of like these Instagram models or these workout people or, and they're doing all this, you know, fitness stuff. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, if somebody sees this and tries it, they're going to get hurt. Yeah, or I see all these, you know, things right. out there that, and you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, if somebody does this, they're going to get hurt. Oh. And that's where I get nervous. Yeah. Where instead of me, right here's here, it goes all back to self-confidence. Yeah. If I was confident enough instead of me saying so no social media, no social media. If I was confident enough to get in there and be like, wait a minute, stop listening to all these things that can hurt you and let me be vocal and let me help you. Yeah. But if we go right around and the reason I don't do that is because I'm not, you know, an Instagram model with a six pack. Yeah, I'm working on your own self-confidence. Right. I'm a mom of four who finally figured out how to stop dieting and doing horrible things to her body and actually be healthy. Yeah. And I shy away from it, but it, it does. It goes back to self-confidence once yeah. again. All of it does. I think comparison is another thing that comes up in both of our audiences. And like, I know for me, so one in four women have abortions, at least one abortion by the time they're 40, like, mm -hmm. or 45 or something. I don't know what the numbers are. That's so many women. Yeah. And you know what? I'm so happy that you said that because I have, I have never heard that. Like, I don't know the statistics on that. And when you had said that, you know, I work with hundreds of women. So it's in the back crazy. of my mind, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, you know, like I'm sure one in four of them. How many women have I worked with? Right. So right. for us, like for my clientele comparison, if you know that statistic and you're looking at all the women, you know, right? right. Like I think right. I have like 3000 Facebook friends. Right. Mm -hmm. So if I look at all those women, cause probably right. 2,800 of them are women, <laughs> but, and then I'm looking and I'm going like, if no one's talking about their abortion, I must be the only one struggling. Right. Like I remember that time too, where I'm like, I know the statistic and I'm looking at all the women who seemingly are fine because they're not talking about it. And I'm like, I must be the only one suffering. <laughs> like, I'm not in that place anymore, but I was. And I remember just being like, am I the only one that needs to talk about this? Am I the only one who wants to heal, who wants to become stronger because of it? Like, who wants to pat myself on the back for making this really hard choice? Like, and so again, like comparison in weight loss, I mean, holy moly, like that is like. Yeah, it's reverse. But it's, it's funny, it, it works in a reverse way because there's so many people out there that are overweight. Yeah. Like, oh, this is normal. 
right. oh, this is normal. So it's, it does the reverse thing. It's here. We have all of these women struggling at the same time. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. But they're like, oh, but hey, I'm, I'm a mom of four and this is what we look like. Or, hey, I don't really have time to take care of myself because I'm, right. I'm busy right now or I'm, I don't really have time. And all of my friends are heavy and you know what? I'm 40. This is 40. This is my body now. Right. So it works in reverse. All of these women yeah. are struggling silently. Right. They can see it, yet they're still not talking about oh, it. Oh, that's so interesting. And for some of those women, like, they're, they are happy at you know, 200 pounds with four kids, but some of, but I think a lot of them are not. Right. So then it's like, why, why am I not happy? If if this is the normal, why am I not happy? Right. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think both of it all goes back to, I mean, wherever we got it from women kind of, we hold things in. Mm-hmm. And even if you look at the statistics of women when they die of heart attacks, mm-hmm. they die in bed, heart attacks and stroke, because they're like, oh, I don't want to bother anybody. Let me just lay down. Mm-hmm. And they're dying like in bed Ugh, wow. because they don't reach out for help, which is so interesting because think of it. Now, if one of your friends or anybody came to you and said, can you help me? You'd be like, Absolutely. I'm right here. How can I help you? What can I do? So as women, we reach out and we help, yet we don't reach out and say, can you help me? Right. We have so much pride around Mm -hmm. that. Like I should be able to help myself. Right. Or I don't want to bother anybody else. Let me take care of this on my own. Yeah. And if this is so normal, why, what's wrong with me? Like, Mm -hmm. why do I need help? Right. Oh yeah. That's a whole nother thing, right? We could go like, what is wrong with me? Why do we make it mean Something is wrong with us. Yeah. But we do. We, if we struggle. Been. It's like, oh, something's wrong with me. I'm struggling. Something's wrong with me. I find that with abortion, people feel feelings like, like I never felt deep regret, but I had moments where I was like, wait a second, what if I did have a fourth kid right now? Like, mm-hmm. and then I'd imagine that kid and be like, hmm, did I make the right decision? So I never really would call it full blown regret, but I know that a lot of people do. So you have regret or you have guilt or you, I had a lot of shame that I got pregnant in the first place. Mm -hmm. Like I had an IUD that fell out and I didn't know it fell out. And so I had so much shame. Like, how could I not know that? Mm -hmm. And so then like those feelings then you feel bad about feeling the shame and you feel bad about feeling the regret and you feel bad about feeling, it's like just all these layers of nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah women are it's crazy. So, so judgmental and mean to, to ourselves. The right. most. <laughs> Would you ever say that? Like if I came to you and I was like, this is the situation that happened. Can you believe it? Would you ever be like, what is wrong with you? How did you not know that? What I are you know. You would never say that to never. me. Yeah, look crazy. at what we put ourselves through. I know. So interesting what we put ourselves through. But yeah. we have, we're mean to ourselves. Yeah. yeah. And that's usually what I say to like clients of my own. They just say awful things to themselves. I ate this or what's wrong with me or I'm such a pig or I have no, no willpower or I'm disgusting. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I'm like, put your best friend in front of you right now. Would you ever say that to her? And they're like, mm. uh, like appalled. They're like, I would never say that. Why did you just say that to yourself? Yeah. 
and they don't even know it. Like we've talked for to ourselves. those of us who are mothers to girls or teens or women. Right. But yeah, to have the self-confidence to feel the shame, yep. to feel the guilt, to feel the regrets, right? Just like, and then be like, oh, this is just a feeling. And if I allow it, it's going to pass. Mm -hmm. And then I get to be the person who had the experience and like survived through it, right? Like <laughs> I, I rocked that shame. I just felt it. <laughs> And I didn't resist it and I didn't judge myself and I didn't, right? Like so powerful. And right there, exactly what you just said. Isn't that just such a powerful thought? I survived that. Yeah, I know. That takes it like to a whole different level. Mm -hmm. And it really does. I survived that. Just looking at it like that. Like I'm here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, it's been a good conversation. No, I could tell you. Did you, did you write down anything else in your notes that you're going to be like, oh, I wish I had said that? <laughs> Probably, because I just wrote, like, wrote. I know, I saw you. Notes. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Just because everything that you talked about, I mean, you can really put any circumstance in there. Well, Whether, that's, yeah. you know what I mean? This pertains to every woman. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter abortion not it doesn't matter like everything if you sub the word abortion in there for anything that we've experienced yeah all of this pertains to every woman out there yeah everything. yeah I tell my clients I told a client this morning like abortion is just the thing that helped you pick me right mm -hmm. but like we could have done this work on your relationship with your parents or your, you know, a past chronic illness or, a, you know, your divorce or like, it doesn't matter. Like abortion is your opportunity to do the healing work. It's your invitation to, to feel the shame, to feel the relief, to choose what you want. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and the same, yeah, I mean, it's, it, just like you said, it applies to everybody because the yeah. same goes for your clients, right? It's like, weight is just your opportunity to look at those self-limiting beliefs. It's That's your opportunity to feel the feelings you've been eating or to, you know, choose self-love and acceptance no matter what the number on the scale is. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, it is all of these things that we're, we're stepping into the world with there. It's all the same message. It is. <laughs> Just like right. pick your thing, pick yeah. your thing and go in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought how you talked about the feelings being vibrations. That is so important because throughout the day, everything that we do, everything that we go into, we experience today, tomorrow, the next day, the rest of our lives. These tools are so beneficial to everybody. Right. Through yeah. everything. Mm -hmm. So once, you know, when they're working with you through this journey of their life, whether they're working through me through that journey of their life, once they have these tools, the growth yes. in every other area of their life yeah. is just huge. And yes. that's the power. So in this in another client, I was talking to her about like once you feel that anger and you realize that it doesn't have, it's, it's not controlling you. It's just there to feel. Mm -hmm. And you can do this work around abortion, but once you feel that anger, if you get fired by, you know, mm -hmm. if you get fired from your job or right. somebody does something to your kid that you don't like, right. 
your brain body connection is like, I can feel anger mm -hmm. and survive. Like yeah. <laughs> that's right. the message you're teaching your body when you choose to allow yourself to feel it. So like use the, in, in my case, like use the abortion to feel the feelings, mm -hmm. to build the confidence right. to right. experience it in other parts of your life. Right. Because if you're, if you're not afraid of the anger and you're not afraid of the anxiety and you're not afraid of the shame or the guilt uh -huh. or all the things, like, uh -huh. imagine what you can create in the world. Right. Damn. So right. good. So powerful. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for having me. And you have a podcast um, bouncing around in I your do. brain, don't you? So I someday do. maybe we'll go back to this episode and link to your future someday podcast. That would be so fantastic. <laughs> I would love that. Right. People can find you on a website or? Yes, it's actually um, mine. It's just my name. It's leahgaspar.com. Nice. Beautiful. Well, I know that many people in this audience do struggle with weight. And again, whether abortion is the reason you struggle with weight or something else, like right. doesn't matter. Just get in there, figure mm -hmm. it out. Whether you lose the weight or not, you'll do the work that matters, which right. is feel good again. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing that's so amazing. You know, yeah. I get to work with people on weight loss and at the end of their journey of working with me, they have tools for every piece of their life. Yeah. And that's yeah. a real amazing thing. Yeah. I remember I did a podcast episode once and my co-host, mm -hmm. she has definitely a heavier structure and she's didn't definitely not overweight, but like weight was a thing for her. And I remember her, I forget the work she was doing, but she was, I think she was changing her diet and just like her lifestyle. And mm -hmm. she was so proud of herself. She felt so amazing in her body. She'd put on her clothes and look at herself in the mirror and be like, I look good. And then she got on a scale and realized that she gained weight. <laughs> she was like, huh, doesn't matter. <laughs> and I was like, that was like the best episode. That's so fun. I know. That's so the awesome. confidence that they get. Yeah. when because a lot of women that I work with all other areas of their life they're like I got this work thing I got this home thing relationship good 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 everything's good but this weight I yeah. can't get it so yeah. just seeing them kind of you know get through it and unravel it and be like oh wait a minute here my thoughts what and and seeing them understand it I'm just like oh there you go they're, you know, talk about self-confidence and everything right up. So good. All right. We could talk forever <laughs> oh, until the next podcast. <laughs> if you want to be a guest or Leah, if you know anyone who wants to be a guest mm -hmm. and you have any ideas for me, send them my way. Definitely will. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. And as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.